It seems like we start every year with high hopes for making huge progress on accomplishing freelancing goals. But somewhere around the 350-day mark, we look back and realize we haven't accomplished nearly what we've set out to accomplish. Is this just me? Do you feel this way too? Well, today we're going to talk about seven different ways to crush your freelancing goals in the new year. Are you ready? Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. And thank the Lord, 2020 is literally days away from being over. You could be listening to this podcast right now and 2020 could be in the rear view. You could be looking at 2021 right now in the future. And that's kind of a weird concept, but hey, with a new year comes new goals. And so I thought I'd take a little bit of time and talk about some things that I've learned over the years about actually accomplishing your freelancing goals. It's going to be a fun conversation. I'm a bit of a goal nerd. And so I have a lot to say, too much to actually pack into one podcast. So I'm sure that we will revisit this conversation in the future. But I want to take a second and ask you if you have signed up for the Web Designer Starter Kit course on selfmadewebdesigner.com. This is a four video course that I have created that is 100% free to you. And in it, I have mapped out all the things that I did to double my income as a web designer in only 18 months. So take a second, go to selfmadewebdesigner.com and sign up right now. All right, are you ready to talk about how to crush your freelancing goals in the new year? I know you are, so let's do it. The first thing I want to encourage you to do so you can make sure you accomplish your freelancing goals in the new year is to cut your goals in half. And you might be saying, wait a second, Chris. I'm listening to this podcast for motivation on accomplishing my freelancing goals, and now you're telling me to cut my goals in half. That doesn't sound very motivating, but here's the thing. Give me a second, all right? The psychology of goal setting is actually the most important factor when it comes to actually accomplishing your freelancing goals. It, like, like, this is more important than the skills you have or the free time that you might have available. It's more than how much you might have paid for a life coach or to be a part of some group. And honestly, if you find yourself listening to this podcast, it's likely that you're an overachiever and not an underachiever. So I've got a pretty good guess that when you set goals, if you're listening to this, you probably like set a too high benchmark for yourself. And so I want to encourage you to maybe take a second and just cut back on what you are hoping to accomplish. And, and what happens when you do this is as you see more and more progress, you get encouraged from what you're able to do. And so you end up doing more and more. But if you set your goals too big, then you'd get discouraged by your lack of progress and it causes you to want to give up earlier. I actually learned this idea from one of my favorite books by an author named John Acuff. 
and the book is called Finish. And I've actually talked about this a lot on the Self-Made Web Designer blog, uh, but that's where this idea came from. And if, if you can't cut your goal in half for some reason, why not increase the amount of time you're guessing that it will take you to accomplish that goal? So that way you have the full impact, but you won't feel as pressured in a less amount of time. The second thing I want to encourage you to do so you can crush your freelancing goals in the new year is to plan for things not to go as planned. When we originally set our goals, we don't ever really imagine any circumstances in the future that would keep us from accomplishing those goals. It's like it's like we have this amnesia of how our goals have gone in the past. We think that the runway is going to be clear. It's going to be smooth sailing for us getting to the finish line. But what inevitably happens is something comes up, right? Like, consider this last year. Many of us had really lofty goals, but then a pandemic hit and all of a sudden everything was off of the table and we had to go back to the drawing board. Maybe the most important thing in all of this is that when we originally set goals, we never imagined that we might not have the motivation to actually stick to a routine or a schedule that enables us to actually accomplish those freelancing goals. And, and I'm, I'm the worst at this. I sit down and write a goal and I'm like, I'm never going to be tired. I'm never going to get bored of working on this goal or get distracted. I'm always going to be motivated to keep going. And this isn't just me. This is a lot of us out there. That's why the phrase, the diet starts Monday is so popular. We trick ourselves into thinking that somehow it's going to be much easier to say no to our favorite donut on Monday than it is on Sunday, but it never is. So rather than get discouraged by setbacks that are out of your control or maybe even your lack of motivation, you've got to plan for it. It's going to happen and it, it shouldn't catch you off guard. So add a little extra time to accomplishing those freelancing goals for things that happen outside of your control. Or if it's something that is delaying you because of your lack of motivation or lack of self-will, create what I call win-then statements. And win-then statements are, are pretty fun and easy to do. It goes something like this. When I feel like watching TV instead of working on my goals, then I'll give myself a five-minute break and get back to it. Or here's another one. When I'd rather be checking email instead of working on my goals or fill in the blank, go out with friends, see a movie, whatever, then I'll text a friend and ask for help to stay motivated. The great thing is that the then part of the equation can be simple and it can be specific to what you know will help to motivate you and stay to it. But one thing is for sure, if you don't plan for those moments, they can derail actually accomplishing your freelancing goals for the new year. The third thing to do to crush your freelancing goals in the new year is to practice being grateful. Speaking of the psychology of accomplishing freelancing goals, another great way to stay motivated is by intentionally being grateful. And listen, I'm I'm not a lovey-dovey, let me write that down in my gratitude journal kind of guy. And I'm not knocking you if you are. That's just not me. It's not how I was built or wired. I've just come to understand that there's something about being grateful to accomplishing your freelancing goals. I love what Gary V says. He says that gratitude is the secret ingredient to happiness, longevity, 
and legacy. And, and I tend to agree with him. I don't agree with the, some of the things he says, but I think he's got something to this. And, and at the end of the day, it boils down to perspective. There are plenty of things in the world to be discouraged about. And if you don't make an effort to focus on the things that are encouraging, then you will find the discouraging things dominating your thinking. On the other hand, if you're looking for things to be grateful for, then those things just start popping up. You begin to notice them more and more frequently. Whatever you give effort to seeing more of will show up more and more in your life. Gratefulness has this weird ability to, to keep you going despite setbacks. It gives you this weird ability to be excited about any progress that you've made, even if it's not as much as you would have hoped for. And I, I'm not saying you shouldn't stretch yourself or tone down your ambition, but I am saying that our default setting as humans is to focus on the discouraging stuff. And if you don't continually make an effort to be grateful, you will find it very difficult to accomplish your freelancing goals over the long haul. Number four, you need to get better sleep. And it might seem like sleep is the enemy of accomplishing your big freelancing goals in this new year. And, and listen, I get it. I was on the same page with that line of thinking. But I've learned something in this last year about how important sleep is. I actually took a master class by a guy named Matthew Walker called The Science of Better Sleep. And I learned things like it's it's estimated that Americans lose around $411 billion every year from sleep loss. Think about that. That is crazy. Sleep is actually an aid in learning and remembering things. And it gives you the ability to cope with discouragement much, much more. And if that doesn't sound like things that can enable you and help you accomplish your freelancing goals, then I don't know what does. I know for myself, if I'm struggling through exhaustion, like it's it's pretty likely I won't have that extra motivation to accomplish my goals at the end of the day. I'm, I'm likely going to do something that is not very fruitful. It's not very productive just because I am stinking tired. So, Rather than sleep starve yourself this next year in order to accomplish your goals, try setting consistent sleeping routines and try getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep per night. And something I learned from the masterclass is you can't just sleep starve yourself in the middle of the week and then sleep binge on the weekends, like Saturday and Sunday, and hope to feel better on Monday. It doesn't work like that. Your body needs consistent routines of sleep, whether it's going to bed at 10 and waking up at 7 or 6 every morning. You've got to figure out something that works for you and something that actually fits in line with what's called your chronotype. And you've probably heard of a chronotype in a different form before. Your chronotype is whether you're a night owl or a morning lark or whatever in between it is that is out there. And it actually is really important to know that so so that you can know which time to go to sleep and what time to wake 
up. But whatever you do, try to put better sleeping habits in place this next year so that you have a better chance of accomplishing your freelancing goals. The fifth thing is making your goals specific and time bound. And I know you're probably thinking, okay, Chris, this is like goal setting 101. But I think it's it's pretty important to talk about this because it's easy to get off track with how you should be setting your goals. You need to be specific. So you can't just say, I want to earn more money this next year in freelancing, right? You've got to say, I want to earn $3,000 more in the first quarter of 2021 than I did in 2020, right? Like that's real specific. And what happens when it's specific is it actually gives you a real guide on how to get there. In goal settings, there's these things called lead measures and lag measures. Lag measures are the end result. I want to lose 20 pounds this next year, or I want to earn two times more than I did last year. That's, That's the end result. If that's the only thing that you have within your goal, it's going to be pretty tough to know if you're on the road to actually accomplishing that. It's going to be tough to know if you should pivot or change or do something differently. So you've got to have also what's called lead measures. And the lead measures are what lead you to the lag measures. So if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, for instance, a lead measure would be something like working out five times a week and eating less than a certain amount of calories every day. That's something that you can track your progress specifically every single week or every single day. And if you do that enough over the long haul, it will lead you to the lag measure, which is losing 20 pounds in a certain amount of time. The more specific you are with the goal, the easier it is to know what lead measures will help you get there, which will make it much more likely for you to accomplish those freelancing goals. The other thing is making the goal time-bound. Giving a goal a deadline is another way to make sure you can actually accomplish it. Without the deadline, it's pretty easy to get sidetracked and allow other things to pop up and take priority. I'm sure you're like me where there's tons of things going on around you all the time that is trying to demand your attention. So without a deadline, there's no immediacy. There's no urgency to the goal that you're trying to accomplish. And without that urgency, it's easy to say yes to something that's going to take you away from accomplishing that goal. Because saying yes to a goal means saying no to a lot of other things, right? You can't say yes to everything. By saying yes to something specific, it means that you are rejecting all of these other things that you could possibly be doing. And if you don't have a deadline, it's gonna be really tough to not say yes to the things that are gonna keep you from accomplishing your goal. So make sure that your goal is specific and time-bound so that you are more likely to accomplish it in the new year. Number six, find some accountability. I said that funny and I don't know why. Being a part of a group of people that is also trying to accomplish a freelancing goal in the new year is a great way to keep you on track. 
we humans are social creatures. We we like doing things in group. It's 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 a part of our evolutionary makeup and honestly, it's a lot more fun. If you have a group of people that are week to week asking you if you're making progress on your goal, then it's going to help to motivate you to actually spend time working on it. Trust me, if you're staring at somebody week after week and telling them that, hey, I just didn't do that thing that I told you guys or you girls I was all trying to do, it starts to weigh on your soul a little bit. And then it starts to make the distractions that could be taking you away from those goals look less and less appealing because you know there's going to be some some consequence to you not working on this thing when you show up to this group. So find a group of people that can hold you accountable. If there's nobody within your immediate group of friends or network of relationships, then try branching out a little bit. Try making some friends online. Go to LinkedIn or or Reddit or sign up for a community. There's one that I'm a part of that I absolutely love. It's called SPI Pro. It's done and held by a guy named Pat Flynn. You've probably heard of him before, and I encourage you to sign up for that. It's not too expensive from month to month, and I have gained so much from it. And if you're wondering, no, I am not an affiliate for this group. I just love it. So find some accountability however you can. Number seven, bring your family on the journey with you. For all those folks with families out there, you have to make sure that your family is on board with your freelancing goals for the new year. Because here's here's some tough truth, okay? You can't accomplish more in one area without accomplishing less in another. And you're probably thinking, duh, Chris, that's pretty simple math. But it's funny how much we as freelancers justify our big goals to our families by assuring them you can do it all without it affecting them any. But as much as we wish that were true, it's just not. Your freelancing goals will force you to be less available for things at home. And that might, like, you might feel like crucifying me for that. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. In fact, it might be a good thing for you and for your family. It all depends on how you do it. I actually talked to my wife recently on this podcast and we chatted about how we maintain a healthy marriage despite having a demanding side hustle. And the key is making sure your family is on board with your goals and then taking them on the journey with you. If you set your goals without running it by your spouse to see if it's even feasible, I can almost guarantee you those goals are just a pipe dream. They're not going to happen. You're going to get in too many fights and have too many serious conversations when you should be working on your goals. So you have to have those conversations before you even think about writing a goal down. I give my wife what I call 100% veto power. That means if she doesn't think that something is a good idea, even if I'm convinced it's the best idea ever, then I just won't do it. Because at the end of the day, if I accomplish these big freelancing goals and lose my family in the process, I haven't really gained anything. So do yourself a favor and be realistic with your spouse about what this goal will take and talk to them about the benefits you're seeing from accomplishing those freelancing goals. They might just need a little bit of perspective to see the big picture like you see it. You're in this world. You're thinking about it all the time. And your spouse might not be thinking about it as much 
as you are. So taking a second and just encouraging them, showing them how much more beneficial this will be for your family in the new year if you accomplish this goal, that could go a long way and give you the okay. And then once you've got the okay, bring your family along with you. Something we do as a family is we have a celebration when we hit mile markers and our goals. And this isn't just for me. This is for my kids and for my wife as well. So I guarantee you, if you promise your kids an ice cream party or some type of thing that they've been asking you for, if you hit your first quarter freelancing goal, I can guarantee you they will be cheering you on and more understanding if you need to duck out to work for an extra 30 minutes. And finally, keep going. I say this every week on the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast, and it's this. If you don't quit, you win. And, and I've got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a horrible goal setter, like I mentioned, especially when it comes to freelancing goals. I, I aim too high, I get frustrated, and I end up wanting to quit pretty early on. But something that I am good at is sticking with it. In fact, I think just sticking with it is one of the key determining factors for whether or not you're actually going to be successful at whatever you do, whether it's freelancing or web design or a career or whatever you're trying to learn. Here's the honest truth. I'm not the most talented web designer. I'm certainly not the smartest. I'm definitely not the youngest, but I do know how to keep going when things don't work out how I plan them. Stuff happens. Goals get delayed, postponed, or canceled altogether. But if you stick with it, you will one day find yourself looking back with amazement at how far you've come. Hey, I hope this was a helpful podcast for you. I'm so glad that you joined me this week. I want to encourage you, take a second if you haven't already and subscribe to the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. Tell a friend about it. Leave us a rating. Leave us some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. I can't wait until next week when we've got another episode coming out. It's going to be just as good and I know that you're going to love it. Until then, keep on working on those goals and I've said it once already, but I think I need to say it again. If you don't quit, you win. 